we should try for next year's Mother's Day 2021 in the mm-hmm. UK um, to try and arrange to have Colin Firth come and dig your garden. And um, Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and, um, and I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming, I'm just putting it out there. And run your bath for you and give you a nice back massage. Oh, that just sounds like, I'm not sure what my husband thinks, but I'm going for that one. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Woo, yes. Uh, That's so much better than Mother's Day. Welcome to the Full Stop Podcast with Sarah Lawrence from After the Storm, Berenice Smith from Walking Our Shoes, and me, Michael Hughes from Married and Childless. Hey, and if you're curious about us, go over to our Meet the Presenters episode. You'll be in for a laugh. And if this is your first time here, our podcast is centred around supporting the Childless Not By Choice community. Our aim is to be a focal point for the community and with all our special guests, show how to manage your grief and the issues specific to us. And by example, show that a full and happy life can be had without children. Now it's Mother's Day in the UK this month and this episode we discuss how we manage our grief on this day with some very special guests. Sevilla Morgan from the USA, who has her own podcast called Childless Not By Choice, and health journalist Ali Anderson from the UK. Now, we'll leave all their info in the show notes so you can check them out later. And we believe this is the first time a Childless Not By Choice community podcast has been recorded over three continents. Let us know if it's not, but we like to think it is. And also, we have some very special news about how you can win a signed copy of Jodie Day's updated work, Living the Life Unexpected, which comes out on 19th of March, but more about that later. Let's go and talk to our guests. So this morning, um, or this episode rather, we are talking about Mother's Day. It's our first recording of Mother's Day. We weren't around this time last year. Um, So... We wanted to try and take a different approach to it, if we could. And we are joined today by Sevilla and by Ali to talk about this. So, um, Sevilla and Ali, would you like to introduce yourselves um, to our audience? Um, Sevilla, would you like to go first? Sure, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I know you guys didn't think I could make it by 5 a.m., but... That's amazing. Cute <laughs> 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 <Keep> this. <laughs> anything for our um, demographic, I say. Mm. But I, I, my name is Savella Morgan, and I started podcasting about the childless not by choice. Uh, should I call it? I don't want to call it an issue, but the childless not by, not by choice demographic. And uh, I did it because I didn't, I, it couldn't be possible that I would be the only person going through childlessness and not being able to have children. All of the physical issues I was dealing with and I, there was nobody to talk to. Everybody said, oh, I'm so sorry, but nobody really felt it. <laughs> so I decided to start podcasting about it. I started on a radio show, an AM radio show, and I couldn't get my, um, my metrics, my statistics, my numbers. I didn't know who was listening. I didn't know what was going on. And the radio show, the radio station couldn't tell me or wouldn't tell me. And then I heard about this thing called podcasting. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can pay a fraction of the cost per month and get my word out globally? You've got to be kidding me. And I said, I jumped in head first, had no clue what I was doing. 
and got some awesome help in the beginning, actually from two gentlemen in Scotland. And I'll never forget them. One of them were still, you know, we still get along very well. The other one was my initial podcaster for three years. And I guess I beat him up so much that he just kind of left. <laughs> but um, since then, I've learned quite a bit. And I'm just happy to be in this space, so much so that I have a second podcast of a totally different subject matter. We don't even need to talk about that, but that's brand new. I'm on episode three, so maybe I like beating myself up with this whole podcasting thing. But I've met some awesome people, including you guys, and I'm just happy to be here and being able to hear from people who say that I can't believe that you're doing this. You don't know how much you've helped me, and thank you so much. And that's why I'm doing this. So that's me in a nutshell. Thank you so much, Sevilla. Ali, would you like to say hi to all of our guests and talk a little bit about what you're doing as well? Um, hi, everyone. Um, hi, Sarah. Hi, Bernice. Hi, Michael. And hi, Sevilla. And um, I kind of wish you'd asked me to go first because now I have to follow that. Um, and um, I'm, uh, I'm a journalist in the UK, um, I specialise in health um, and I guess I'm probably quite new to all of this um, child is not by choice um, and, and actually it's interesting Sevilla that you were reluctant to use the word issue but I think it is an issue um, and I'm quite new to it in, in, in terms of um, uh, sharing publicly um, and talking about it with um, lots of people um, so I, I certainly don't have the credentials that, that all of you have. Um, so I, I, I was a bit nervous this morning talking to you um, for that reason. And I, I said to my husband that I feel like um, I've got a bit of imposter syndrome because I kind of feel a bit like, um, what, why would you want to listen to what I have to say? You know, who am I? Um, and interestingly, actually, I was last night listening to the episode you did with Phoebe Lynch. Um, and she started by saying the same thing, which I found surprising because, you know, she's very well known, she's uh, very well respected, um, and she's talked very widely on, on this issue. Um, again, using the word issue, I don't know whether you um, feel that's appropriate, but, um, um, and what she said, uh, I'll try and keep in mind um, while I'm with you this morning, um, which is that if my experiences um, if, if what I have to say echoes with anybody else, um, and I'm pretty sure that it does because um, what other people have said certainly echoes and resonates with me. So um, I guess I have to kind of remind myself that it doesn't matter, um, you know, that I've never done a podcast before, that um, I'm not, a, um, a, you know, particularly well known. Um, in, in this arena or in sort of social media or anything like that, but um, but that my experiences are probably the same as everybody else's, and um, the more people do talk about it, the more normal it becomes, and the, the less isolated we all feel, um, because that's been the, the major thing for me. I think is feeling isolated and feeling like you are the only one. Um, but in actual fact, listening to babies. Um, Phoebe's episode last night and I, and I didn't listen to all of it I'll be honest because it did stop me in my tracks a little bit because I've never actually felt so um, 
understood, I think. Um, so yeah, so that's that's me in a nutshell. So um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm here doing a podcast for the very first time. So thank you for having me. And I can't, I don't think you actually invited me. I think I invited myself. Um, <laughs> but but thanks for having me nonetheless. No, oh, it's lovely. Thank you for coming on. I think we all sort of we're looking for new voices, aren't we? So you talk about imposter syndrome, but you're absolutely not an imposter. I think it's incredibly brave that you're coming on when you're quite early on in the journey. So I think people are going to resonate with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah, I mean, new, new in, um, new on the journey. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't like that word. It's a bit, um, you know, it's a bit kind of fluffy. But not so new on the journey of childlessness. Obviously, I've been childless all of my life, which is forty years. But um. But yeah, I've been married to Jamie, my husband, for six and a half years. So that's that's our journey together is six and a half years. And I've always been quite open about it, the, the reasons that we are childless and what we've been through um, and what we've experienced in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just talking about it with um, on this kind of platform is quite new. So um, it's it's I'm excited to talk to you um and and yeah just thank you for having me and thank you for welcoming welcoming me with open arms and i'd also just like to say to um sevilla as she mentioned that she she was um she's up at 5 a.m to do this and i think that's absolutely incredible um because the the one thing that i i this is quite a flippant thing to say but the one thing that i always am grateful for um in being childless is i get to have lions and um, this morning, 10 o'clock for me on a Sunday, I can't say it was early, but it, it's certain, certainly early for me to be up and about and actually doing things. So um, even more admiration to Sabilla for getting up and doing this at 5am. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's one of those things with the podcast and we have to sit really carefully and work out what what to do with timings because um of course michael is in australia so um for him it's late in the evening we can we can never quite get the balance right for anyone that's in the usa so just a warning to anyone that's a, that's a potential guest we're flexible but um we have to make sure that michael also gets some sleep as well um he's yeah. got some various timing contortions to perform um next week for something that we're doing with um more to life um, well done so, michael I've, I've, thank you, thank you, Ali. So I'd like just to say this is our first time where we've been on three different continents all at the same time. That's <laughs> Yay to us all! That's pretty That's cool. Great. Love technology yeah. when it works. Yeah, it uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also that that just kind of um, I think plays into how wide this um, this. Um, community um goes you know it's not just something that um that you know we, we have in the uk that, that you know people all around the world are childless and it, that just just makes you realize how how widespread it is and yet we all of us i think still feel that we are quite small in number mm, absolutely yeah i think we 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 regularly, or Michael probably more than most, is, uh, regularly looks at all of the Podbean statistics. And, um, <laughs> we joke about this quite a lot, but it's just seeing how far our reach is. Um, and I find that quite astonishing. It might just be, say, one person, two people mm-hmm. listening in a particular country, but that they're listening to us. Um, 
and sometimes in unexpected places as well but it, it's a worldwide issue and cultural um narratives around that is really really important mm. it's 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 very broad there's an awful lot for us i think to talk about and to explore with all of this but i wanted just to go back very briefly to what you said about sharing your story ali um and i think that i know that when i baby lynch was the first person that i was aware of who was childless not by choice i didn't even know that was the phrase when i came mm. to the end of my um IVF cycle I didn't quite know I'd come to the end of it at that point but it just sort of was um there was no great kind of ceremony or marker but that it just happened and I saw or read her article um in I think it was the Guardian I'm sure it was the Guardian which mentioned Jodie Day which brought out this entire great big community and I realized that there were other people there so from the point of view of people coming onto the podcast one thing that that we've all talked about the three of us have talked about a lot is finding the small voices there are so many people who not small voices that sounds an awful word to say but new voices um mm. because there's so much going on out there we we find that people are dropping us little emails to say well i'm doing this thing but i don't know if you want to mention it but and i think it might be interesting and it starts off very very small but becomes something very big because it matters to people so absolutely we definitely are looking for people on the podcast guests who are starting off somewhere um that's what we're here for um we i wouldn't say any of us feel like we've, we're big names at all but just trying to give a, a voice to people who are just starting off on this journey who have something that they want to explore um mm. a project a blog anything or words to say because every voice matters and the one thing i think that's been so brilliant about the podcast is we're hearing more of those voices we're getting people coming in and just saying look i wanted to share something with you and that is just it's amazing because it makes you think oh there is there are so many people out there doing some amazing things and everyone has something worthy of saying because it's all different you know in our communities we all have different approaches and different points of view um about the issues that we have whether they're issues whether they're not issues um it's where they fit within what we're doing i think it's mm. amazing it's fantastic to have um Sibella here as well as a fellow podcaster because i think people can often say oh well it's another podcast great excellent we're all we're all for that we the more podcasts about i think childlessness and about how we feel them the better i think that's really important that we share together and we learn from each other as well yeah i i totally agree with that you know um I think, um, I know the, the girls and I have talked about this, about the podcast being not about us, but about the community. And we are the, you know, we, you know, and, and Seville is the same, you know, we can, we can be the conduit for, for so much to happen. Right. And the more we talk about it, you know, the, 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 the easier it gets for those, you know, the more we can inspire. Um, and so, because that's important because as you talked about Ali, it's, you know, you feel so isolated mm. and we've, we've got to, we've got to lead by example and allow people like yourself to, to realize that I don't have to feel that way. There are people out there that, that, that understand me, you know? And um, so I'd just like to say you're in a safe space right now. And if at any time that you, you perhaps have said something that you want to uh, not have in the, in in the actual podcast that goes live please say because we obviously have the benefit of editing okay great so take a deep breath 
relax yeah. and have, <laughs> come along for a ride and have a laugh with us all. Yeah, okay. we're full of giggles. Right. You love to swear. We don't mind the swearing oh, yes. either. Please do swear. We don't Please mind do. that. It's not an issue for us. Um, we, we do. Um, we, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we listen to BB's episode. You know we swear. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't on that. So there, I can. I can well, say that. But, you Sarah know. Potty Mouth Lawrence made up for you not being here. So you have that reputation. So <laughs> um, yes, we, we have we, we have reputations to uphold. <laughs> and you say lead by example, Michael. Yes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, so Mother's Day. yes, Mother's Sarah, Day. do you want to kick off? Yeah, so we are all here to talk about Mother's Day and that little conversation about community, I think for me personally, Mother's Day, I try to put it to the back of my mind. I don't know about everybody else. I try to ignore it, but it's it's one of those days. I think it's a bit like Christmas for me. It's It looms large on the calendar and obviously you celebrate your own mum but it brings up the fact that you will never be part of that club. So I actually find Mother's Day very hard to cope with. I, I sort of made light of it last year, you know, oh no, it doesn't bother me, but actually it does. Um, so I'm just, I'm just wondering what Sevilla and Ali, what you do on Mother's Day, do you ignore it? Do you push it to the back of your mind or have you got traditions that you do? How, how is it that you both cope with it? Should we go Sevilla first, if you don't mind? Well, I, I learned from one of my interviewees, actually, so late in my, <laughs> late in my life of the, the my childless not by choice journey that for me, I'm a church girl. I, I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a PK. So I grew up in church. So for me, I go every Sunday, not a big deal. As I started this childless not by cho choice journey, I realized that at most churches they have the mothers stand up and they recognize the mothers and then the mothers get a gift. And for many years, I just felt really salty about that and I didn't know what to do. And then I, I interviewed this woman who has um, done a lot of um, work throughout the, the, the planet and she was in her 70s at the time I interviewed her. And she just gave me my light bulb moment. And she was like, and she's a, she's a woman who goes to church. I mean, she works for an organization that, um, that spreads, you know, the Bible all over the planet. That's, that's, the, well, that's what she does. And she said, Sevilla, you don't have to go to church. <laughs> it was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have to go to church. And so I stopped going to church maybe three or four years ago on Mother's Day. And I, I started going with my mom to celebrate her, but I stopped going to my church because I just couldn't take it anymore that when they asked the moms to stand up, I didn't stand. And I knew some women who were like, well, I'm not a mom, but I'm standing anyway. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm not going to stand anyway, but there's gotta be some way to fix this. And so I started talking about Mother's Day at church. And several churches changed the way they did things. And people who went to those different churches told me what their church did on Mother's Day. And I was like, somebody's listening to me. And so I'm gonna do the same thing again this year. I'm gonna spread the word before our Mother's Day here in the US that something different has to be done to recognize women who don't have children and let people understand how we feel when we remain seated, when the mothers stand up and they're given a flower or a mug. 
I remember one year uh, when I first started going to this church that I go to now, and I've been there for about 10, 11 years now, um, I was sitting and I was pretty new to the church. They had all the moms stand up and I just remained seated. And there were two young men sitting on the same pew as me and they came over and gave me what, um, what I guess what their mother had gotten, they handed it to me. And I will never forget, I don't even, I don't know who they were, I don't think I've ever seen them again, but for them to come over to where I sat and give me the gift that a mom got, oh, that was huge. It was huge, I'll never forget them. And every time they cross my mind, I say a prayer for them, hoping they're okay. But in the meantime, I decided not to go to church on Mother's Day. And I've decided to just spread the word that it's not okay for some women to remain seated while others stand up. And I understand that the work of a mother is the most important work and job on the planet. I agree. I agree. But we're still women and we're still human. And we still, um, as one of my other interviewees has said, we still deserve a place at the table however that place looks. And I, I am going to be outspoken and get on a lot of nerves and step on a lot of toes when it comes to this whole Mother's Day bit because I'm sick of it. I can't do it anymore. I'm gonna get the word out that there's got to be a way for all of us to feel included and inclusive. Long answer, but. No, good answer. I love it. I love the fact that you're standing up for the community. So you, you mentioned there are a couple of other churches that do different things. Do you know what that looks like? I know that um, one church, um, actually the church that my, my brother goes to and his wife, they told me that they, instead of having just the mother stand, they had the mother stand, but then they, but before they had the mother stand, they had the women who did not have children. Um, they recognized them as well. They said something and they, if they wanted to stand, they would, you know, but it's also understandable if you don't want to be pointed out that you don't have any children, but they had, they recognized the women and a couple of other churches were that way as well, that reached out to me and told me what they did. The, the bottom line was that these churches recognized the women who didn't have children instead of just pretending all women have children and that all women stood when it was clear that some of us remained seated and looked like losers <laughs> that's how you feel and and it's something somebody said a little earlier you know the, the brain is amazing we are our brains are amazing at making us feel like we're the only ones mm. and we have to fight that we have to recognize that that's what's happening because there's no way we're the only ones with seven billion people on this planet and then we have to make our brains recognize that there's no way and that's why community, as you, um, I think it was Berenice that said, community is so important. We have to be able to, to make people realize that there is a whole community, as I like to say, existing in plain sight. And so we have to get the word out. That's my passion and my compassion. But to answer the question, the, the, the basics of what I've, I heard from these different churches was they recognized the women who didn't have children. That's that, well, I mean, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think regardless of how they recognise it, it's still, it's still difficult to cope with, I think, on Mother's Day. <laughs> so do you have any, um, any tips as, uh, as somebody of faith for people out there that are struggling 
with our Mother's Day and having faith but not having children? Have you got any tips out there for them people? I, I, I'll be honest, I have my moments, even as a person of faith, I have my moments, and I had them more so earlier on than I do now. Um, you know, why, why would God not answer my prayer? So many people used to tell me I would be such a good mother because they saw how I dealt with my nephews. And, you know, even when their mom may, may have had difficulty dealing with three little boys, you know, having them behave, when they came to Aunt Siv's house, Aunt Siv didn't play. <laughs> and so I did. I never had the kids, but somehow I knew, you know, how to deal with these three little energy bundles and how to take them to the science center and take them to different places and just take them for the weekend to give their, their parents a break. The things that I, I did as an aunt that I'm sure many aunts do and still struggling with my fibroid issues and fighting against the clock and wondering, God, where are you? What's going on? Why is, why is my life not turning out? Why am, not, am I not married at 25 with children two years later? My plan isn't working. And um, having three myomectomies before having finally had the hysterectomy. And even, even before, days before the hysterectomy, wondering if I was making the right decision and the right choice to have that hysterectomy and then realizing you the same woman the same woman in her 70s who said i don't have to go to church said look she had her hysterectomy at 30 something and i'm i'm interviewing her at 70 something and she's like god had enough time to answer your prayer if that's what he wanted to do have the hysterectomy if that's the best course of action for you and it was so freeing to to just you know be able to talk to somebody who made it to her 70s and still trust that god knew what he was doing and still had the had had the right attitude and just realize that you know whether whether you're a believer or not you know the bible says it rains on the just and the unjust just because we're believers doesn't mean everything's going to happen for us and go the right way for us we we're we're still living life and that's just how it is. And we just have to not cop to, um, well, you know, it's just cop to just saying, well, I don't know why God didn't do what he didn't do, but trust him in it. Trust him anyway. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let God off that easily. And I'm not going to let the average believer off that easily. The fact is life is life and life is happening to all of us, whether we are believers or not and stuff happens and stuff doesn't happen. And that's just how it is. And then how you deal with it is what's more important. And so that's my answer to, to people who ask about, well, how could you be a Christian and, and not be mad at God? Yeah, I was mad at God. Yes, I was. I didn't talk to God for quite some time. And my mom would have to ask me not to be mad at God. <laughs> so yeah, I was mad, but I was upset that my life didn't work out. But what are you going to do about it? And I decided to just keep on going through and talking to people and encouraging people in the space and the people who didn't get it. Well, you know what? Too bad. I'm going to go through anyway, because this is the life I'm living. I'm not living your life. You're not living mine. This is my life and I'm going to do the best with it that I can. So that's what I've chosen to do. And so, yes, I, I talk to God now. We have a conversation, you know, we have a relationship, but I realized that he just didn't feel like this was, 
for me, for whatever reason. And so that's it. Got to go with the flow. <laughs> wow. So I guess it's walking to the beat of your own drum, isn't it? Really? Right. But wow, it's an incredible message. I mean, it sounds like you've been through quite a lot of stuff, really. And to be able to, I guess, make peace with God is, is quite, a, quite a thing for you. Right. That's actually what it is, Sarah. Making peace with God and making peace with your life and making peace with, with wherever you are right this moment. I have a friend, a Canadian friend, who sent me something. I wish I could remember it verbatim, but it basically said, um, it says something like, God knows where you, God, where you, the place you are right now is where God put you. And when you come to peace with where you are, I, I, it turns out that I, I'm the primary caregiver for my dad. I lost my mom in May. And I, so I was the primary caregiver for, for both my parents. I, I don't think I could have done it with the family. And, and maybe I could have, maybe I, I, it would have presented in a different way. But I felt like I needed to honor my parents by caring for them. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people, even now people tell me, you know, you don't have a life. I've been told you don't have a life because your your priorities are dead. And I feel like this is my life because nothing lasts forever. I hope he's around for a good long time. But when I'm done being a caregiver, then I'll move on to the next thing. And I'll have the freedom to move on to the next thing. And people are, uh, I've been told by people who love me very much, they care about me, I know they mean well, but they think that I'm, my life is wasting because I'm getting older and I'm not going to meet the right person. And, and you know what? At this point, I'm, I, I never thought I would get to the point of saying this in public on a podcast. <laughs> but I am happy with where I am. I am. And, and I'm, I'm not kidding. I really, I have to be. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Whenever the next thing happens, the next gig, then the next gig ha happens. All I want is peace. That's what I want. I want peace in my life, in my soul. And I just want to be able to, to keep doing what it is I'm doing with this, my current podcast and my new one. And whatever the rest of life brings, I hope I can, um, I hope I can manage it. But the key is to be happy. I know some people, um, Happy may mean different things to different people, but I'm happy with where I am right now. That's just how it has to be. It is what it is. And I'm enjoying taking care of my dad and interacting with him in a different way because my mom isn't here. And I, I would give a, I'd give anything for one more day with my mom. She was my best supporter, my best friend, my best everything. And so I would give anything to, for her to be here still but I'm also enjoying interacting with him in a different way. And also, of course, having to deal with his grief, you know, because they were married for 53 years. Um, so long answer, but I, I think we have to get to the point and it takes time. It's a journey. You can't push anybody, but we have to get to a point where we have to realize it's, it's going to be okay. It's just not turning out the way or turned out the way we wanted or expected, but it's it's okay. Yeah, top. That's a 
I think that's a top message. It is. It, it's. I guess it's the kind of like the holy grail, isn't it? Acceptance, acceptance of where you are. Right. So right. it is. You know, going through your journey, as you say. I guess this exactly. year as well just has an extra level of of, of resonance there for you as well, Sibella. We lots of people I know in our community struggle with Mother's Day for the reasons of their own grief but also that they may be estranged or they may not have a mother in their life too. So we have to be mindful that, that there are different levels of pain that we can go through as well. Um, so this year must be quite, it's going to be a challenging year, I would imagine for you, but it's, I just wanted just to say that I think that was an incredibly powerful message. It's an awful lot to learn from what you've just said there. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. I appreciate that. This will be the first Mother's Day, and we lost her right around Mother's Day for mm -hmm. us, the U.S. We actually had her the wake on Mother's Day. Oh, so, God. Because, uh, Mother's Day is in May for us, yeah. and we lost her on May 6th. So the following week would have been Mother's Day, the following Sunday. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> You guys are having her wake on Mother's Day? Uh, yes, yes. I'm the oldest of five and a lot of the decisions fell to me. The, the five of us collaborated on a lot. We sat around the dining room table and came up with the program and the everything. My sister did the program, my youngest sister, but I made the decision to have the funeral a week later. And a lot of people were not happy with that, but I wanted to honor my mother and I didn't think honoring her, not to be morbid, but honoring her was not to keep her in some morgue somewhere for another couple of weeks for people to get their act together. So mm. I opted for it to be a week later and it so happens a week later was Mother's Day. So it was interesting. And yeah, yeah this will be my first Mother's Day without her, but um, she created some strong people. That's all mm -hmm. I can say. So yeah. I thank her for that. <laughs> she most certainly did. She really did. Yeah. I admire you very much. That That's incredibly courageous. I think we we have an awful lot of experiences, don't we, in life of other people's discomfort. And perhaps sometimes experiencing that discomfort can actually be um, a different way of looking at that and turning it into our favour and being able to say, OK, now this is what we're doing and this is this is when the wake will be. Um, experienced in other people's discomfort and that yeah i'm going to do that i think it's a lovely powerful message today to to bring out as well so yeah yeah i'm so sorry uh, sevilla i'd just like to say that um i take you on the road with me a lot when because my work takes me far and wide and oh. um um excuse me being a little bit emotional um i'm sorry to have created that <laughs> Oh no, oh, no, 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 don't no, apologize. no, 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 don't apologize. Yeah, I often, we... I often get emotional on this and he, it's, he it's does. good for me. It's good for me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, my wife actually really likes it because she feels like I'm, you know, um, but I don't know what the word is, but, uh, uh, she believes that I'm grieving at 53, but anyway, that's not the point. It's not about me. Savila, I just want to say that I love listening to you. You inspire me greatly because you have uh, such uh, grace about you and, um, you and wisdom. 
And um, yeah, look, um, I'm, I would just like to say that, you know, um, I'm sorry about, you know, hearing about your mother, um, but um, I'm glad to know you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Now, Ali, you've been sitting very quietly listening to all of this, and I know that you have been super, 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 super busy on social media, and um, you've got, <laughs> you've done amazing, absolutely going, wow, look at you getting all these responses, woo, so yeah. I'm sure you've got so much that you want to share, and we'd love to hear it, because you've had a really busy week, haven't you, with lots of stuff going on um, on Twitter, um, particularly, haven't you? I have, yeah. I mean, I won't go into um, the most recent um, rant about uh, clients not paying freelancers on time. That's a Oh, whole... no, we, we can talk about that together if you like another time, Ali. <laughs> That's when my swearing's going to come in, so... <laughs> no, that's um, fine. <laughs> but, yeah, apart from that, when, um, when um, I saw um, Sarah um, on Twitter saying that uh, that you guys were going to record a podcast mm. about Mother's Day and she was asking me if anybody wanted to come on and I replied and um, that's why I said um, it wasn't so much that you invited me but more that I invited myself because I replied to Sarah we'd been connected very recently actually when um, when she responded to uh, another Twitter um, uh, post of mine um, so yeah I've, I've been fairly busy recently with with work, as I said, on the, I'm, a, I'm a health journalist and writer and editor. Um, and um, the my favourite things uh, to write about are things that I know um, and things that I have experience of. Whether that's um, uh, you know I've written about um, IVF before and and um, things like that. We, my husband and I, have been through five cycles of IVF. Um, and recently I've been writing about miscarriage, but miscarriage from the point of view of, not from the point of view of a partner, but, um, but recognizing that partners are so often um, forgotten about in, in, in terms of uh, pregnancy loss um, and in terms of childlessness as well. And so I've recently written about that and that was the context in which Sarah um, made contact with me initially. Um, so then, yeah, I reciprocated when she was asking for people to come on and talk about uh, Mother's Day um, when your child is not by choice. Um, and when when we agreed that I was going to come on, I thought, well, I can talk about my own um, experiences and my own feelings, um, but I'd quite like to get a feel for what other people think as well who who are in our position. Um, and that's why I posted on Twitter and I asked people. Um, because there is there is a tribe of us, um, mostly on Twitter, not so much on other social media platforms, but um, there's a tribe um, of people who are childless, not by choice, men and women. And um, so I thought, well, I'd, I'd just sort of put a post out and see what other people um, feel about Mother's Day and how they cope. Um, and um, again, it was quite interesting that when people replied um, and when people got in touch with me, that they kind of say very much the, the same things as I would say and experience the same things I experience and again it's that sort of validation um, and that recognition that that all the while you feel isolated and you feel that you're the only one experiencing this that's not the case at all um, and it, it, it's um in Mother's Day is one of those days of the year when um, 
the rest of the time you might be kind of plodding along quite nicely and you might be in a good place excuse me <coughs> and um and everything's fine and you know even sometimes be happy and content and, and most of the time i am actually and um and then these days come around and um it can put you right back at your very lowest again um for many many reasons and um mother's day is 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 a tough time um it's, it can be really tough and it's what i don't know what it's like actually in in um the us or in australia uh, maybe Sevilla and michael can shed some light on that but in the uk mother's day is a huge deal um for for maybe sort of three or four weeks beforehand um advertising on television advertising in the media advertising on social media um you know the card shops um, you can't buy a birthday card because this, the shelves are so stacked full of Mother's Day cards. And, um, you know, restaurants, um, boards outside restaurants come and pick your table for Mother's Day. Um, so it's it's not just the day itself, is it? It's kind of the, the, the weeks leading up to it um, and and uh, and feeling that, that, that feeling of otherness, um, you know, that, that you can't be a part of that from the from the perspective of, of being a mother and having children um and um and and, and it's it's um it's difficult um because i think the thing is that i don't want to i i often question whether feeling like that is quite selfish um because you know i have my i'm lucky enough that my mum's still here and I have a great relationship with her and I love her dearly and I don't want my grief and my experience to in any way take away from that and in any way to um, make her feel like she is less because I'm, I'm not a mother. Um, she is as much a mother to me as she is to my sister who has three children um, and that will never change. And, and also, um, we, one of you talked about, um, I think you, Berenice, talked about um, women, uh, people who have had children, and well, you mentioned about people who maybe have lost their mothers, like Sevilla, mm -hmm. I'm really sorry for your loss, Sevilla, um, or people who don't have a relationship with their mother, or for, for, for lots of people, find mothers very difficult for lots and lots of different reasons, not just because mm -hmm. they want to have not by choice. And so, sometimes i feel like is it selfish is it selfish to feel like that because um i don't want to i don't want it to take away in any way from from people who deserve to be celebrated um but it's it's it, it can be very very difficult mm, i agree i think it's one of those things that i've i i observed it yesterday in something um that with myself um but I've seen it so many times in the community is that we, we have this thing that we, we go through this, whether it's by circumstance, whether it's because of health reasons, whether oh, the numerous reasons. And, and we, we cite this often on the podcast, but Jodie Day talked about 50 ways not to be a mother. And when we first caught up with her um, 
uh, Fertility Fest a couple of years ago. She said that it could be 80, could be 100 reasons why someone's not a mother. The list is just grows and grows and grows. But all of those reasons um, are never, ever the fault of the person who is childless. Um, none of us have brought any of this on to bear ourselves. It's mm. life and it can create divides. You don't necessarily, nobody wants to create a divide with their own family through something that's not their fault. But unfortunately, because it's so personal and it's so deep rooted and it's so complicated and complex that it does, it just, it just is, it's, it, you don't mean it to be. I mean, my, my family, um, certainly most of my family seem to sort of have, well, have lots of children. Um, and you can't help but have that little bit of a gap and it's never self-inflicted. Um, I know we often can feel like, oh, could we have done this? Could we have done that better? Should we have done this? Should we have done that? But ultimately the bottom line is that it's never self-inflicted. No one chooses to be in this way, but it creates divisions and boundaries between us. And ultimately, although we'd like to try not to, there is that bit we can't help think, well, what about our own parents and where does that sit and how does that relationship adjust? Um, for me, Mother's Day falls around my birthday. So I've ignored it completely lots of times, completely ignored the whole thing. and thought I'm going out for a birthday meal and realised, ah, I'm in the yeah. middle of a, a Mother's Day pub lunch. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. I literally buried my head in the sand about it so much that I'd completely forgotten, um, which is insulting to my own mother, who I love dearly. Um, yeah. But also to the fact that actually, I've got, it's a bit like I, I, I've had these incidents where I've just walked into pubs in inappropriate occasions before and thought, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the ones where it was just had an emotional resonance. But actually, at the same time, I thought, oh, I, I, I did good ignoring it this year, but maybe I did a little bit too good. Just It's interesting that you say that because um, I, I very, very strongly feel, not just about Mother's Day, but about um, other um, events and days that, that we celebrate, um, that, that I think we have really, in a way, um, uh, kind of downgraded um, the importance of these things because we we put so much stock into just focusing them on, on one day um, so I, for example I mean I think you know I, I like I said I'm lucky that I've got my mum still here and and um, I have a good relationship with her but I feel like um, I would like to and I should show her that she's special all of the time and um, celebrate her all of the time and not just on one day where I might kind of create a big gesture, might send a big bunch of flowers, might take her out for a nice Mother's Day lunch. Um, not, I don't think, you know, things that are important, we should boil down to that one occasion. We, and so I don't know whether I've kind of, um, I've kind of come to that conclusion um, as a way to protect myself maybe as a way to not feel guilty if I don't make a big deal on Mother's Day but I think we, we should tell people and, and and show people how much they mean to us in the little things that we do and say every day of the year not just on on that one day and so um you know whether 
and that can be in the smallest things it can be in a text message it can be in a in a um in a phone call it can be in a um you know my mum loves daffodils um giving her a bunch of daffodils when she looked after my dogs when i when my husband and i went away for the weekend it's um so you know i i kind of um i kind of soothe myself um in terms of the guilt for maybe not maybe not making enough of a big deal of mother's day for my own mother by by sort of telling myself that that you know hopefully she knows all the time that she's important to me and that I don't have to rely on one day of the year to show her that um I think that's a really good point I mean, why, why save it up for one day especially yeah. I mean you know it is going to sound selfish but I I struggle on Mother's Day so the last thing I want to do is stroll into a pub to celebrate Mother's Day yeah. so we tend to I hope mum's all right with this this year because I haven't checked it with her yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of put it off for a week uh, and, and then do it our own way because I, I, I don't necessarily feel that going to the pub for a designated two-hour stint uh, you know for a meal is necessarily a good way of showing your mum that you love them yeah you know you can show them all the year round like you say it's the little things isn't it it doesn't necessarily have to be one big gesture that you save up especially i mean especially for those people that are struggling with um, losses it can be really difficult for them seeing that mm-hmm. yeah way, can't it so yeah. i agree with you totally Do and, it all um, i am i'm i'm like you sarah i do i struggle a lot on mother's day i find it really difficult mm. um, and um it i think you know we we're all um we're all childless not by choice for different reasons like we said um and um my mother's days are kind of not it's not just the grief of being childless not by choice but it's also the grief of the pregnancies i've lost Mm. um and i mean i don't think of them as I don't want this to be triggering in any way, but I don't think of them as being children that I, I, I hold, you know, in my heart somewhere that they weren't children, but it's still, it's still feeling a grief for what could have been and, and what, what should have been, if you like. So it's, it's, it's two types, two, not two types of grief, but I, I guess to grief on two levels, it's grief of just being childless mm-hmm. for whatever that reason is. And grief for the losses um so yeah I, I i find mother's day incredibly difficult um of course and it's um yeah yeah i mean i think i think you have to you have to do what you can do for the best so you know you 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 view your losses the way you do it and other people will view them differently mm. you know i've had losses and i do view them as children and some people will do too we're going yeah. to, have to put a trigger warning on this one, um, yeah. but you. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's, no, it's my fine. words no. as well. My words yeah, as well. Me too. But, yeah. uh, we, you know, we square it off the best way we can. We're grieving, and we have to do it the best way we can. Yeah. So, it's it's not being selfish per se, not to celebrate Mother's Day on the day. It is those little things, those little gestures mm-hmm. that show that we care. But we have to be able to cope with it and. You know, find ways that, that we can actually square it off for us. It's a mm. bit like um, when I, I 
put the post on the podcast news yesterday, Friday, I think it was, and it was about my birthday and the issues I'm having around my birthday. And one of the things that I put in that was that you, that I don't necessarily want to particularly celebrate my birthday because it's other stuff, little bits, other things matter more. Um, and I think that's as true with Mother's Day. It's other stuff matters more than that. It's, it's remembering somebody if there is an estrangement or a loss. It's when, I, for me, it's little things, I, it's stupid things that I can remember. My mum is still here um, and we talk often, but it's hard for her, I think, to understand what I go through. It's, it's different and it's very difficult for her. Um, she certainly had expectations of having grandchildren in the sense that people expect that she and my dad are, are grandparents, they are not. So there's difficulties for them as well. But it's little things that sort of you, you remember or that, that you pick out and they're the things to celebrate. I, I think that sometimes we have to almost own own our grief. That's the wrong word. I'm sure Sarah will have a better word for this or Michael, but it's that that not owning your grief but it's it's taking hold of that because i think that it's so unique um because we don't talk about it enough and thank goodness for podcasts and people talking more about this i, I agree that twitter i think has um is quite vocal about childlessness but it's finding those that support network and being able to sort of hold that grief and come come to terms with it but you carry that grief and recognize we carry that grief mm-hmm. um and not let it dominate us too much, but also know that there's some stuff we just can't do. You know, God, we've been through enough, I think, in our lives to say that, okay, Mother's Day is too much for mm. us. Um, mm. You know, and it is at the end of the day, I, I have to say, I view it very much as being an occasion for, for Hallmark and for other yeah. um, <laughs> things as well. Michael, how prolific is Mother's Day um, for you? I mean, I, I don't actually, that's awful, my ignorance is terrible, but Mother's Day, when does it fall for you in Australia and how prolific is it there? Is it, is it a big thing over there? Um, <clears throat> um, I, I know that I'm talking to people that will understand this, but I think it's in May. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you think? Um, you don't need to know, really, do you? Who cares? Well, it's 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 not big on. I mean, hang on, no, hang on. I shouldn't say that. It is big on their calendar, but for Vicky and I, it's 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 not front and centre for us. Mm. You know, so it's something that we usually go a week out. Go, oh my God, it's Mother's Day. What are we going to get, Mum? Yeah, you know, but um, yeah. So, but but it is big. It, it's huge. I mean, it's the same. It's it's um, you, you know, you can't get a restaurant because it's booked out. You know, the TV will be full of Mother's Day um, adverts. So we'll be watching Netflix or Prime or <laughs> something like that. So we don't see adverts. Um, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something we don't look forward to, but at the same time, we don't seek out, if that makes sense. Okay, I think it's time for some community news. Community news. Um, we have a lot of community news to get through, so um, where do we start? Um, I thought we had very little, and then JD emailed, and she's got loads of stuff. The one thing to say, okay, first thing is that you can celebrate Mother's Day, uh-huh, celebrate Mother's Day, by getting Jody's book. 
Okay, so living the life unexpected, how to find hope and meaning and a fulfilling future without children is going to be published or is reversioned um, with um, some little words in there from possibly Michael and from me. Um, <laughs> and probably a small bit, but we're in there anyway. Um, <laughs> and it's going to come out on the 19th of March. So if you're in the UK, um, it's a couple of days before Mother's Day and you can do that. You can get hold of a copy of that. It'll be in the bookshops. Jodie is also giving out a um, copy, a free signed copy to one of the signups for the Mother's Day webinar. So if you're part of Gateway Women, there's going to be a live moderated all day chat on Sunday, the 22nd of March, which is the UK Mother's Day from 7 a.m. until midnight. That's GMT, so UK times, I think, or was it British summertime? I think we're British summertime by then. I don't know. Either way, 7 a.m. The first month's membership to everybody is free and it's for women um, and new members can join at www.gw-community.com. And that's going to be all day. There's also going to be a webinar, um, Coping with Mother's Day, which is going to take place on Saturday, the 14th of March. And there's a time to be confirmed for that. Jodie hasn't confirmed that with us, but we'll try and remember to put that out on our social media. And of course, it'll be on the Gateway Women's social media too. And it's probably going to be around 4 or 5 p.m. UK time. And they'll be looking at childlessness on Mother's Day from new angles, including both being childless and motherless on, child on Mother's Day, the impact of being of being narcissistically mothered on the childless and the experience of both being childlessness and grandchildless on Mother's Day. So there's an awful lot there that's going on, different themes and about self-care tips as well. That's also the weekend when this podcast episode will be going out live to everybody, going out to everybody as well. Not live, we're recorded. I know this. Um, what else have we got? Salt, water and honey. Salt, water and honey also do a podcast, which is fantastic too. Um, it's talking an awful lot about faith. And they've been going for a few years, in fact, started up in Cambridge, where I come from. So I know of them well. And they have Mother's Day runway services. And these are services for people who would normally avoid church on Mothering Sunday. And they offer a safe space for people to celebrate. And you can find out more about those at saltwaterandhoney.org forward slash mothers hyphen day hyphen. Sorry, let me go there again. Saltwaterandhoney.org forward slash mothers hyphen day hyphen runaways. Um, and on there you'll also find links to their book they're publishing a book very soon and also to the podcast as well the other final bit of you see there's so much going on it's just amazing I keep talking I'll stop it in a minute um Jessica Hepburn Jessica Hepburn people will know her from Fertility Fest she's one of the leading voices in patient care she's been through 11 rounds of IVF and is the co-founder of Fertility Fest, winner of numerous awards and the author of 21 Miles and the Pursuit of Motherhood. Both are fantastic. And she's doing the Pond to Peak Challenge, um, which is incredible. Um, so she swum the English Channel, that's 21 miles, and now she's climbing Everest, um, just as, as you do, you know. And that's the reason why there's no Fertility Fest this year. So you can find out more about her journey and you can get copies of her books and find out more about her at www.jessicahepburn.com. And we want to send our very best wishes and congratulations to her. There's an awful lot going on with her at the moment in terms of training to um, climb to the top of the world 
um, and I just think it's fabulous. So she's a wonderful lady. Um, I love her dearly. She's brilliant. So um, we're looking forward to finding out more from her. I think that's the end of the community news. If you have something else that you want to share with us for the next episode that's coming up in April, or in May around that time, then please do. Don't forget that we have the, oh, have we said this in the previous episode? I don't know. We have a birthday party, drum roll. We actually properly have a, um, a birthday party now, don't we guys? Hi everyone, it's Michael here from the future. Well, sort of. We recorded this episode before the worldwide spread of COVID-19. As we all know, things are extremely fluid at the moment as governments try to stem the spread. Now, at present, our birthday party is still on, but things are changing at very short notice. So we'll keep you posted via our socials and website. But let's get back to the chat with Sevilla and Ali. It's yeah. probably a good, good time to talk maybe perhaps a little bit about coping techniques and things that we can do um, to, to help um, with our, our friends out there and uh, who might be struggling and, and what we actually mm. can do ourselves, I think. I know you had quite a lot of feedback on Twitter about that, Ali, um, people and different things that they were yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, I think this is, yeah, this is really important because um, social, uh, what I find and, and what um, I think a lot of people find is that as, as much as social media for, for our community is a blessing, it is equally a curse. Um, oh, yeah. At, at times oh, like that. And, um, and so lots of people have said, well, I avoid social media completely because you have... You, you 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 cannot you cannot avoid it and you cannot um not see your feeds just absolutely swamped with people um you know look what my kids got me for mother's day they're wonderful oh you know and that's great mm -hmm. and and good for them and i mean that i mean that good I, I'm, I, that's that's wonderful that that's their life mm. and i'm happy for them but it's things like that 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 just oh, just really hammer home that our grief is just kind of disenfranchised grief. It's not recognised and it's not um, widely acknowledged, and um, and so it, it it makes you feel even more isolated. So I think avoiding social media is probably the first thing um, I would do, um, you know, in terms of tips and advice. Um, because because you're just going to have your face um, rubbed in it. Um, that's that. Uh, that's quite a harsh expression, but that's I think how it feels. Um, and you know, just if if you have feelings of inadequacy, if you have feelings of not being enough, not being um, things you aren't, all the things you aren't because you're not a mother, um, that, that is exacerbated and, and multiplied infinitely by social media. So stay off social media is the first thing. Um, and um, also, you know, people have talked about celebrating their own mums, um, which, which I would do maybe not on the day itself, but, but maybe a week before or a week after or whatever. Um, and I think the most important thing is, is, is 
self-care. Um, so do things that bring you joy and bring you happiness and, and indulge in those things. Um, and for me, that's just really simple. It's spending time with my husband and my dogs, um, you know, maybe going for a, a long walk with the dogs um, and then just sitting on the sofa. And like you said, Michael, it's uh, Netflix or, or Prime, so you don't get the adverts. Um, but, but yeah, just, just, um, just doing things or doing nothing if that's what brings you joy and that, that's what brings you, or even just brings you um, a feeling of being okay and not being um, inadequate and not being sad and not being um, full, of, full of grief. Um, just, just self-care, that's it. I mean, light, light a scented candle or buy yourself some flowers or just, yeah. Just look after yourself and however you do that absolutely one of the things that i i've i've as working back on the walk in our shoes blog because i remembered as you were talking that i wrote about it um a couple of years ago now um and things i'd done on mother's day um <laughs> some of it's quite bizarre it's like oh my god this is like a you know it's a while ago that i wrote this but i remember i was watching reruns of pride and prejudice the colin firth version now sarah's putting her fingers up and thumbs up at me because we were talking about this the other day <laughs> but we were watching was like which is your favorite so yeah watching reruns of pride and prejudice with colin firth was a date that was what i wrote and that's a date in my opinion apparently um and I think that's a good one. So invent a diary day. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so the, on Mother's Day, it's kind of because the other thing to talk about, I suppose, is that we may get invites to things. We may have well-meaning siblings um, and cousins and whomever going, oh, we're going to do a big thing for, um, you know, auntie so-and-so or for, for grandma or whatever. Um, and you think, oh, gosh, well, I definitely haven't got anything to do because it's Mother's Day and they all know that I don't have children. So, oh, OK. And sometimes you may not be comfortable about explaining that grief to people. So what I had written was the invented date, diary date, reruns of Pride. I have a date with Colin Firth. You know, that's OK. <laughs> you can say that. Well, not maybe not the Colin Firth thing, um... but he is now single. Um, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin, if you're listening, uh, which you're probably not. Um, but you can you can have these dates and say, right, okay, I'm doing something else that day. You know, going out for a walk with your dogs is in their little doggy minds. It's a date. I mean, I'll be going out for a walk with my dog. It's a date with her. It's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, taking your mum out on another day, I think, is another thing that you can do. As you've said, Sarah, do it a different day. Do it the week before. Do it the week after. Do something different. Um, my mum doesn't like the faff of Mother's Day particularly, um, but I do feel a bit like I let her down by just putting a card to the door, but we'll do something else. Um, and the other thing that I have a date with is my garden and with books as well. So I go out in the garden. I find that, you know, going out and, and digging the garden and planting stuff or doing anything that I can and seeing the come, plants come up later in the year, but also having a bath at the end of the day, because usually I get chronic backache at the end of doing anything in the garden, is also something to do as well. And I think books are good because you don't get dragged into the internet. You know, you, you yeah. dig into a book, you're not, you know, unless you want to know the ending or what everybody else thought, um, then you're very, very unlikely to go on 
to the internet and the other thing to say is think of it in a more positive way which is that um in the usa people spent 20 get this 23.6 billion dollars on gifts for mother's day and you think oh my god but actually in amongst that that's probably helping a lot of small businesses to survive so think of it in that way it's good in, it's commercial it's a lot of it's complete pat but probably there's an awful lot of local small businesses out there who think oh thank goodness for that someone's going to buy some stuff so maybe that's another way to look at it which is can, kind I, of quite... <laughs> can i just say bernie's that i think um i've just made a pact with myself that i think i or we should try for next year's mother's day 2021 in the mm -hmm. uk um to try and arrange to have Colin Firth come and dig your garden, and um, oh yes, please! <laughs> and, um, and I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming. I'm just putting it out there and run run your bath for you and give you a nice back massage. Oh, that just sounds like I'm not sure what my husband thinks, but I'm going for that one. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Woo! Yes. Oh, that's so much. Okay. The Mother's Day. I think that's just yeah. a brilliant Mother's Day. We could kind of loan him out on a yearly basis, couldn't we? <laughs> See, Michael's sitting here and got everyone knows he's Michael sitting here with his head in his hands and he's yawning. Well, Michael, you can come over to the UK earlier. We'll loan you out to people anyway. And um, the other thing I also wanted to say, oh, go on, go on, come up with something witty. Go on. I was just going to say, Colin Firth, don't float my boat, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, if you decide to do a Father's Day edition of the podcast, then perhaps we'll explore. Um, yeah, something that might float your boat. Other options. <laughs> yeah, Kira, maybe. I don't know. Jennifer. No, 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 no. no, no. There's Here one that sits. There's one that sits right at the top, and oh, go on. Vicky, underst Vicky understands it. Is this your free pass? Go on. <laughs> this is my whole pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Monica, Monica Bellucci. What? By Sarah's face, I think she had the same reaction as, as me. Yeah. Oh Who? my dear. Hang Lord. on a minute. I'm going on to. You've got to Google, Google Monica Bellucci. Monica. I'm looking now. <laughs> We're, all, We're looking. all going. Oh, there she is, Monica Bellucci. Let's investigate Monica Bellucci. Oh, Monica, Monica Bellucci, Bellucci, Italian actress and model. And she was the oldest Bond girl, by the way, as, as well. Oh. Okay. Oh. In in the last one. What was it called? Okay. Can't remember. Spectre. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. Because there's one girl called Berenice. Um, I was like, yay, Berenice. <laughs> Anyone with the name Berenice, great. Anyway, but yeah, Bonica. Right. right, okay, okay, noted. Okay, that's for ne that's for that's Father's Day. But I don't think she'll be digging gardens. That's the only thing. It doesn't look like the sort. I think Colin yeah. possibly could be a yeah. bit of a push, but, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> we, we can the other thing also just to say as well is that Mother's Day and social media, um, hide people so you can snooze people people you think oh my god they're going to be there snoozing you can also have different accounts i openly talk about this i have two different facebook accounts where i have one that is entirely for my friends who are childless and i have another one which is for family and friends who are not that helps me just balance things out i can go in when i want to on one and not yeah. on the other you can also opt out of um um mailing lists as well so I don't know who's doing it this year, but I know that in the past, Bloom and Wild have, yeah. Marks and Spencers, the Arza City Flowers, Superdrug yeah. and Pump Street Bakery have also done that. Yeah. Um, I've just 
um, got rid of Etsy and my inbox because they've already started on an hourly basis, I think. So I've just unsubscribed to them and I will be sending them an email. I wouldn't, from past experience, um, although the activist in me likes to think, right, I'm getting into all of these Facebook groups, going to tell them that they shouldn't be doing all these things. Um, it usually doesn't come off particularly well. Um, I don't think there's any Personally, I don't feel there's any point fighting against the great mm. big commercial machine. Um, but I yeah. do think there's an awful lot that we can learn from what Sevilla has said about churches and about perhaps people that have ceremonies and things like that, that we can change. But in terms of, I think, going into great big kind of Facebook groups and newspaper mm. groups and things like that, I think that's hard. But I, I do think it's worth if people have the mental strength to do so is to sort of say to maybe some of these companies that email us constantly that actually you know this isn't really good enough i know i i stood up in the middle of the white stuff they were giving this is in cambridge and the white stuff clothing store and i went in there to do something and was offered um a um what was it to enter a drawer something to do with mother's day and i just got very very cross and just said i don't have children and you know i've had miscarriages and i've had failed ivf and watched as the counter staff squirmed and i thought good i'm really glad you oh, squirmed i'm with you, I'm with you i think you know. if people are prepared to ask those questions in whichever way they do and white stuff in cambridge were doing it in a in a in a way um that wasn't directly asking people about their their um their uh their position in terms of having children but if people ask are prepared to ask those questions they have to be prepared for you to answer honestly um, mm. I've done that in the past and yep. I've, it's a bit cruel but I do get a, a little bit of a sense of satisfaction when I see them squirm oh me too um, yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. it's very nice um, isn't it it's just like there you go take that um, one and I've ruined your day <laughs> it's, it's bad but you just want them to feel a little bit of your discomfort don't you exactly mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and, and I think um it's not um it's not a case of wanting to see people uncomfortable but um but hopefully they'll learn something learn. from yeah. that exchange and, and learn that i know they don't mean to be um they don't they don't make, mean to make you feel uncomfortable and they certainly don't mean any harm by it um but that's that's the thing about this community isn't it it's it's helping it's educating other people um that you know these you know that those little comments you get all the questions oh do you have kids and quite often when you say no that's not enough they want to know why you don't have kids is it because you don't want them is it because and then you know yeah. you come back with your answer well they weren't expecting that were they and but but yeah. i think these this community is is and, and and it's um i think it's played out in in the example you gave berenice about bloom and wild and the other companies that are beginning to recognize that there is um a need to recognize that not everybody wants to celebrate mother's day yeah uh, absolutely and so if, if we can not just make each other feel less alone um, by talking to each other and and having this community and having the tribe on twitter um if it can also help everybody else to just understand a little bit and maybe be a little bit more sensitive a little bit more compassionate then it's it can only be a good thing mm. i think that's it yeah i think it it's just being a little bit kinder i think the other thing to say is that it is just 
I like to say it's one day. It doesn't feel like one day. It feels mm. relentless, but it is one day. And the following day, it's all gone. It's over. And I think mm. each year, year on year, I think we all learn a bit more um, about ourselves and about how the commercial it is. It's very much the whole meaning of it, I think, certainly has been by commercial companies has been lost somewhere along the line and the actual meanings of mother's day are i think very important to to pick up on and to understand that um and why that matters but it is one day it will pass um the other thing i, I suppose to to mention is that you know if you've, anyone is out there struggling and wants to have a rant and wants to write something or record something, then you can do that and share it with the podcast here. We really don't mind. Um, do that, share it with, you know, there's numerous podcasts out there, including of course, Civilis as well. But, you know, if you want to write and rant and do something and share that with, with blogs, with, with any of us, we will have our mm. own um, projects outside of the Full Stop podcast, but the Full Stop podcast can do that too. That's okay too. You might just feel a little bit more better. It lets it out somewhere along the line um, and makes us feel, can make us feel a little bit, um, a little bit more released, I think, somewhere along the line too. So it's, that's it's, okay. It's just quite good to, I, I use journaling a lot. It's actually a technique mm. that they use in counselling a lot as well, because it helps mm. you find words and it helps you i guess release the valve and some of the toxicity um yeah. i remember you know I've, I've written journals for a few years now since the childlessness and i'll be honest with you i've never gone back and read them because i know they are just so toxic but if you are struggling then journaling can help you find the words and it can help you release some of the emotions mm. around it I think that I agree with that. Um, sorry, Ali, I just wanted to... No, no, you go. Sorry. And Ali, I wanted to say thank you for your condolences. I know it was a little bit back, but thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, um, I wanted to say that journaling, I totally agree with the journaling. I have mm. three or four different journals going at the same time, depending on the subject matter. So journaling is important to get the word out if you, to get it out of you. If you can't talk to anybody, you don't feel you have anybody to talk to, I think writing it down is like the closest next best thing to do yeah I, I don't I don't sorry I'm a bit conscious that you're hearing a bit too much of my voice sorry but um I just I, I don't journal um but being a writer um it, it, it I'm lucky because it enables me to um to explore some of my experiences through um through my work and when I write about things like this and other things that I've experienced. So, um, it, and when I do, it, it's very cathartic. Um, and so I suppose it, it's the same as journaling in a way, except that, you know, sometimes I do go back and read it. Um, <laughs> but, um, Michael, have you got any, just thinking about going back to Mother's Day, have you got any tips for partners for helping and supporting people? Um, going through Mother's Day. Um, I, I guess I'll just say some of the things that I've done in the past. Um, very mindful, um, you know, about the day. So I may do things. I do a lot of things to distract Vicky. Um, so one of our things is, you know, I might just say, "Come on, get in the car. We'll go for a drive." And um, 
and Vicky will, will be having a no social media day anyway, because that's what she does. Um, she doesn't want to see all the posts and then we'll just go out for a drive and, and then we'll probably pop over to see my mum in the afternoon uh, because um, we don't make a big fuss about it. It's, I think it might be that remnant of that English thing about not making a fuss, but <laughs> um, you know, but, but um, having said that, um, going back to something that Ali said is that, see, my mum knows, she knows that I love her. She knows that Vicky loves her. I mean, we've been together since we were 16. So, you know, she, as Vicky said, she's my mum too, because her mum's passed away some, some years ago. So yeah, we, we, we try and keep it very low key. So from a partner's point of view, I, I think for me, it's distraction is a, is a great tool. Um, but, uh, and that works in a positive way in that Vicky knows that I'm doing it. You know, and I don't make it's, it's not like I'm doing it in secret. So she's now thinking he's thinking about me. And that obviously creates a positive spin on the day because she feels supported. Um, and you know, we have had conversations about it uh, and, um, it's important to just reaffirm how important uh, Vicky is in my life um, to, to, you know, to make sure that, you know, I can balance out the, the, the grief of that day, because I can tell you now that it is what um, 53 now last IVF was, I think we were 39, 40. And although mother's day is a little bit easier, it's, you know, it's no walk in the park. So, um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Thank you, Michael. It did very much so. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a big, big difference. I think when, when partners can share that grief and we're very conscious of this and my mother-in-law passed away, um, quite some years ago now, um, be 10 years, but, um, this year, and we're very much aware that, you know, I'm, conscious that Kenny has a loss in his life too um so yeah it's a day that we don't really engage with at all um apart from really covering it on the podcast and it's not something that I really get to involved with at all for those reasons so, yeah no we, we don't get involved either obviously it causes me immense discomfort so mm. we the social media goes off as you say tv doesn't go on we go out for a walk or you know, we play, we're quite, we're quite geeky. So we play a lot of board games. Don't re we don't obviously do family stuff. You know, I might send my mum a text and say, thinking of you, you know, love you, whatever. But um, we, if we're going to celebrate it, it's a different time. I've got to be honest as well. It's a lot cheaper if you do it a different weekend. So it's like New Year's Eve, isn't it? And you go to the same sort of, you know, pub that you went to the night before, but this time it's got a yeah. doorman on and they charge you 10 quid. It's the privilege of going into the same place that you exactly. went in the previous night for three, but there we are. Um, <laughs> Thank you ever so much, guys, yeah, for joining us today. You. Thank you so much, Sevilla. Thank you, Ali, for being part of our podcast. Um, we would absolutely love to have you back with us um, at any time that you Thank wish you. to come on. We've got loads of things coming up. Um, we'd, we keep moving our episode slots around a bit because we, we were going to do a men's episode this time, but we had 
difficulties of getting everybody on the same time zone because it's that whole thing about going across the continents um, and then we thought oh goodness mother's day we can't really miss this it's too important to our community and that's what we're here for so yeah. i i hope your experience was good ali and that you enjoyed it it's, it's, it's been very very positive um and if if it just a, if i can sum up how i felt about it it's that i don't feel like an imposter anymore so thank you. I am so <laughs> pleased. That's wonderful. That's brilliant. Because you're not. Honestly, no. you're not. I, um, gosh, we go through enough kind of pain and agony um, to, to, yeah, I think we've experienced enough in our lifetimes and all our different journeys to, to never feel like an imposter. You've always, everyone in our community that listens to us has a voice um, that's worth hearing in our opinion. Um, that's you. how we all started out. Um, we just sort of thought, oh, okay, we're going to do this thing. Um, and I know from my experiences when I've been doing Walk In Our Shoes, it feels a little bit kind of, um, I think when we blog and when we write and do things, it sometimes can feel that we don't tend to get a voice back. And I know that I went to Fertility Fest. Um, that was when I met you, Michael, you and Vicky that year. And I stood on the stage at the, the Shepherd's Bush and did a little talk. Um, that we were all invited to do and people came up and said oh well we follow you we do this and, and you said publish this story and that story and that was this and this and I've written and you did that and sometimes it can feel quite isolating so what I'd say to all of our listeners out there is if you've listened to the podcast if you've read Ali's words and if you've listened to Sevilla then do say thank you if you feel that you can do that because it means such a lot to everybody out there um it really does we all get we all kind of go a bit kind of like Wah! and get a bit stage fright when we get <laughs> feedback but it is just such a rewarding thing because it can often feel I think that when we're we're talking and when we're doing all the things that we're doing that we're never quite sure who out there who's out there listening so it's always um, lovely to get I, I hope you don't mind could I just follow that by saying um from me thank you to Sevilla um as well because um I'm agnostic so I, I don't have the same um approach um to to childlessness as as Sevilla does but um Sevilla thank you for um talking about your experiences and and <clears throat> I found um, your when you talked about remaining seated, um, those two words just resonated um, incredibly. And um, yeah, I found it really, really useful listening to you. And you talk so eloquently. And um, and even though um, we're on opposite sides of the world, and we, you know we, we have different experiences. We have very much the same experience as well um so it's been great to be on with Sevilla as well i feel kind of humbled well i'm humbled to be here thank you so much for that ali i appreciate that and um full stop podcast you guys are awesome thank you very much for inviting me it's an honor to be here truly it is i, I appreciate it and um i'm just enjoying the work that you're doing and I'm just looking forward to collaborating even more in the future. And thanks again for really, really for having me. Thank you. And I think, and I think this us. is, really I think this is, I think what Sevilla said is important. It's about collaboration. Uh, I think as, as people that are, um, I use this term loosely, but you know, we, who are trying to lead the way, I think it's important for others in the community to see that collaboration because it will help break down the silos that, that we all build around ourselves to help cope. And we all know that we all know because we're sort of 
ahead of the journey that that um, they need to we need to break those down so that um, you know we can be um, we 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 can be stronger together right. as a community. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. No, thank you both for coming on. It's been absolutely fantastic. Sevilla, your words were are just so powerful, and I love your attitude, girl. You rebel like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna make a voice we're gonna make it heard team together we are team together but thanks for getting up early too oh god yes yes it was worth it (laughs) yeah and that's where we're going to have to leave our chat with these lovely ladies as we said before all their contact details will be in the show notes now if you want to win a signed copy of jody day's book Hop over to our website and sign up for our newsletter by the 22nd of March and we'll do the draw on 23rd. Good luck to you all. And lastly, as always, it's important for us to let you know that you are not alone.